You're in Florida? Hilton Head. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Uh, Andy, we uh, do a decent job, I feel like, covering the NFL and the NBA. Golf, for the most part, in the betting space, uh, which leaves a couple of gaping holes. Uh, those have largely focused around what gets played on the ice and on the pitch. Uh, and so for those two reasons, we want to introduce a new voice. Uh, first ever guest appearance on the deep dive, but a guy that I would point a lot of people to to say, hey, and you know anyone that does good hockey? You know anyone that does good soccer? Uh, yeah, we do know somebody. And his name's Smitty. He's at NHL Picks 2. Uh, we are going to do a reset on the NHL playoffs to this point, uh, which is kind of perfect timing because we've got a great playoff so far um and then we're going to talk a little bit of champions league a little bit of end of the end of the european club season so without further ado first ever time welcome to the deep dive mr smitty thank you sirs that was an intro that i'm not going to be able to live up to but uh i will <laughs> i will try to fill gaping holes that's at least something <laughs> I, have. I know true you gotta you're Sorry. phrasing every time you <laughs> start with these yeah seriously. Sorry. I couldn't. <laughs> you almost had to. Um, no, it's it's been a while, and it's funny that I was. I bet normally I could have said like I haven't bet a lot of soccer since. I mean, we did go pretty heavy on Euros because Euros is just. Oh yeah, I, I like the FA Cup, and I I really like how the you know how the football association does the tournaments over there. It's wild how it's like. Hey, guess what? Like the butchers and bakers and candle guys are are you know they're they have a team and they're in the same tournament as man city really yeah i mean man city jumps in like 13 rounds from now but it's cool but i mean the euros are my favorite i like the euros better than the world cup honestly like it's i agree with you it's it's just it's it's so compressed and the fact that i was able to yosh my way into uh winning uh, of like two tenths of a unit on the I on the uh, you really did Yoshi way in. You were I prepared said, to, I but s- you didn't actually have to because you I won one 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 units. down the stretch. I know I had to go three units on the final okay. to get there, which oh, okay. had been one unit from there on out, so it wasn't too bad. But I I uh, I've been working with Dan a little, producer Dan, showing him the darker side of betting which is to say the offshore world. And I'm like, guess what Bovada <laughs> lets you do? It's like, in case yeah. you had fun, it's like, I can live, I can live bet uh, just soccer live totals, mash them together. I'm like, this has never gotten me in trouble before. <laughs> so like, today, after, after Wolves scored, I had Man City to like, lead at half with uh okay. what like uh, lester over one and a half because it was scoreless at halftime and just it's, a, it's an easy game because all i do is bet overs in soccer it doesn't feel like it doesn't hurt common. yeah i feel like no it is it is it is super common that's what gets me in trouble because it's like oh man they should score they should score but but you do it uh, you're grinding soccer constantly that seems like uh and th- this is my question that i wanted to lead off with because your two biggest things soccer so it's either, you know, uh, like my biggest things, college basketball obviously is there, but that just feels like something I do. Football and golf take a lot of my time and they fit into this beautiful symbiotic relationship on the calendar. 
Like when there's, mm-hmm. when there's football, there's not good golf. There's golf. It's not good. The good golf starts when football's over. Soccer and hockey kind of are at the same time. So it's either really dumb yes. because you have the international break at the same time as the, when there's no hockey, or it's genius because you get to take like a super big mental break for like a lot of the, well, let's just face it, the best part of the year. Like your summers are going to be light because again, there's no NHL. And for the most part, soccer is light. I mean, there are some leagues, but I don't know how far you go down in the summer. And start, <laughs> start getting, you know, fourth, 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 fourth division oh, Georgian. Yeah, there were, there were a couple of summers I was like, oh, Faroe Islands has a league. Let's, <laughs> let's check that out. Like, let's see what's popping in the Faroe Islands. Like, they have seven teams. So like, two are good. Let's just bet them every time they play. See what happens. And Faroe Islands is near the poles, so they have light really late. So it would yeah, make sense. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. You, yeah, you find yourself, like, you know, drifting into, like, Norwegian leagues and Swedish leagues and – Iceland is available, like all the places that are, you know, normally cold when England and France and Spain are playing, but no, it's a good break. You're right. Like, and I like to kind of do nothing in the summertime. Like I don't, I don't even try to bet baseball. Um, I'll tell some guys that I like or think is smart or smart, but um, yeah, no hoops, no baseball. So summer's just cool. Like I'm just chilling, but yeah, like come October, everything goes to 100 it's zero to 100 as they yeah, say yeah. and it's like <laughs> non-stop until until like now actually um the champions league final is basically like the end of your soccer season for the you know for for everybody like for the big leagues and uh for the champions league europa's done like and then everybody just cools it for a little while which is nice but yeah you mentioned those international breaks those are nice because it's like oh premier league's off for like 10 days like thank christ like i need to sleep a little bit and you know see the family for like do they still are they still here you know like that kind of thing um but yeah it's it's a good grind though but like i don't know like i guess you get used to like i feel like you guys who do college basketball there's a hundred college basketball games every single night of the week and it's just like i don't know how you i don't know how you do that like so that's i don't know i guess you just get used to what you get used to yeah, there's a cadence to it, and it, it it's just like anything. You know, some of these baseball guys where there's all of a sudden it's like, hey, there's like 15 games today, and like six of them start at noon. Surprise! <laughs> you have even less time to look at these numbers. Right. And that I, is, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I would say that, at least at least they're not going being played at the same time, you know, like uh, hockey and soccer at least. Like you have the calendar, a little bit of a calendar break, right? Um, like I don't mind doing tennis and NBA at the same time in the spring because all the tennis in Europe is going off in the morning and then, you know, NBA is in the evening. So you don't really have to have your eyes on both markets at the same time in general. Um, but let's let's talk a little bit about the hockey season. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a little later than we normally would be wrapping up around we're at the, we're at the pointy end of round one um and business end of round one here with a bunch of these series still in the balance although it looks like your penguins is it fair to say your penguins it is fair to say my penguins. your penguins are in a yeah. closeout situation and they're up one nothing so again appreciate your time uh joining us on a penguins night uh but um yeah we're we're at the end of round one which is delayed usually we're here in april um but that's fine. And we're going to get hockey a little later than usual. Um, What were some of the kind of global observations you have about this hockey season, betting it day in, day out? uh, And uh, how have the playoffs been so far? Um, It was a good, this was a good year for favorites. Um, 
And I, I don't know like what books, you know, what their numbers would have looked like on a day-to-day basis or what they would have come out with at the end of the year. But favorites came in at like 68% this year, um, which is a pretty good year. Um, cause hockey, I mean, you, you bet a lot of dogs, you find yourself betting a lot of dogs. Cause a lot of times those favorites, like you'll, I mean, it's not uncommon to see routine, like four, five, six games where it's like every favorite is minus 275 or higher. And you're like, that's a waste of everybody's time. We're not going to do that. Um, so you could take your shot on some dogs and they'll pay out, but yeah, favorites were good. Um, and they would go on these long runs. I remember talking to some guys. It was like, if you've looked back at like the last two weeks, favorites are running at like 37 and 10, you know, stuff, stuff like that. So um, if you liked a lot of chalk, this was this was a good year for you in terms of betting hockey. So the money line parlay players yeah, were, were, yeah, uh, flush. Yeah. were flush. Yeah, like <laughs> when you, sometimes you feel kind of like a like a turd or a square, like posting those types of things. But it's like you're staring; it's staring you right in the it face. It is what you're it like, is. Yeah. You're like, there is absolutely no way Colorado and Florida are going to lose tonight, and I'll put them in a money line parlay at minus one twenty five, and we'll all collect well, money. Like it's, that, that's where a, it comes down to the the math of it all again, where we start looking at it, and I think that's where when people start. You know, they're like, hey, I have a sports book now. I kind of understand this. And maybe they find gambling Twitter or they get in a chat room or, a, you know, what, what are the old the message boards or gambling Instagram. And they start to learn stuff. And then they, they realize, like, people are making fun of people for betting favorites. And that becomes, like, one of those first things you think you learned that's not true is, like, oh, betting dogs is sharp. Yeah. Like, a lot of times betting dogs are sharp, but there's a lot of times where – you know, I, I don't want to just go to the the standard boilerplate McGregor thing constantly, but like, there are times where it's like, hey, they're a favorite, but they should be a much bigger favorite. That's where we always encourage like people just start thinking of it as percentages because it doesn't matter if they're minus two seventy five and you have to lay it, or if you want to lay a puck line there because if they should be minus four hundred, then two seventy five yeah. is just as bad of a number as a, a team being a dog when they should be favored slightly. So. You, it's it's you, silly when people get you know all mad. All, all you do is bet favorites. I'm like, no, those you, numbers are wrong. I think they win. You'd have lost a shit ton of money being sharp betting against the Avalanche or the Florida Panthers. You know, like those types of teams. Like it was like that year that the Browns went. You know, like oh and sixteen, and it was like oh, all the sharps are on the Browns this week. You know, like, they week. can't be ten point dogs. Yeah, that's oh, too man. many points. You're given eleven, and it's like, yeah, they're gonna get the shit kicked out of them. Like that's, that's what's gonna happen. So, no, you're right. You kind of get over Kaiser. that pretty quickly, and you just kind of go where you think you need to go. But when you're you're kind of grinding it every night, you kind of look at some different. It's not like the NFL, you know, like sure. where you're looking at like this one, you know, singular event every you know six seven days. So you just kind of look at. I mean, trends do come into play, and I know people are like, "Oh, you're a trends better." And it's like, not not necessarily. You just, but you want to pay attention to what's occurring, like in the league, as a you know, with these teams, you know, with travel and backup goalies and injuries, because everybody gets hurt at some point along the way, and these guys are playing, you know, like four and six, seven and nine, like that kind of thing. And so, yeah. just you know, just little things like that, just pay attention to. But you no, know, Faves had a good year, um, which will probably kind of even itself out next year yeah of course i mean like sometimes there are some tennis tournaments where it's it's a favorites tournament like mm-hmm. australia open australian open after the first round like if you know whoever whatever chalk gets through 
they're going they, you know they you don't 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 if you're a dog better skip the aussie open skip wimbledon right Sh- show up for the u.s open that's where like the real ins- uh, you know insanity that's, yeah, that's true or just um, or clay clay season or just like, clay season yeah clay just, season just skip, you can find a bunch of dogs yeah it's just like you know there are certain things where you know it's, it's better to have a, that type of strategy if you're looking for value on the dogs in general i guess if we were to say that in general the uh you know the favorites came through was it a matter of um like the league itself is becoming a haves and have nots like if you have like an elite level offensive generator in, in you know if you have a, a, an elite first line then you know it was going to be tough for really anyone in the bottom half to really make a dent yes that yeah that that really is like like calgary has an amazing top line the abs are as deep as they come Florida averaged over four goals per game in the regular season. That's the first time a team has done that since 1996. So, like, that's that's not normal. Um, you know, and you have the Penguins. and But then you, you also have teams with, like, super good goaltending, like the New York Rangers. Like, they got to where they are because of Igor Shesterkin. Like, he's he's struggling in this playoff series, but, but they're only there because of him. Cause they kind of play a, a wheel and deal run and gun, you know, in, in front of him and he just bails them out every single time. So yeah, like the Minnesota was kind of the same way. Um, the only teams that like in the playoffs that maybe were a little bit different than that were like the caps, the, the caps were pretty even, you know, even Steven and, and we're pretty deep. Uh, the LA Kings, don't have any standout lines or superstars of any sort. And they are currently beating the Edmonton Oilers who, if you want to talk superstars, they do have, they have a good player. How they mean, have two. I mean, Adrian Kempe scored like uh, he scored a career high. He might've had like 34, 35 goals and he's been playing well this series. And he's on a line with, you know, Philip Dano and uh, another guy that, uh, you know, pe- normal people wouldn't really, you know, no, they would know McDavid and they would know Dreisaitl and they would go, how is that team losing 3-2 to, you know, the, the LA Kings? But I wonder that myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and here we are. Like, it's just, so, yeah, it, you did see sort of like cream rise to the to the top there, you know, with with, with scoring and, and superstars. And, you know, if you have What's... that one to two lines, you're you're in. We've, we've talked some hockey and I talked to, you know, Matt here. He does some hockey betting during the week. I talked to him during the daily shows sometimes, and, but just kind of thinking at a bigger, bigger level, like what's been your experience over like this three season sample where we went from yeah. the season was weird. And then it came back yeah. and we had the, you know, you had the bubble, the, the two bubbles in Canada followed by the, Oh, guess what? Like we're going to mix them together at the end. It's fine. And then last year it was the, there weren't bubbles, but they're like, we're going to do regional shit for a while. Yeah. Yeah, You're just going to play all the same teams constantly. You weren't allowed over the border. Yeah. And, and, and all the, yeah, the Canadian teams had their own thing, right? You weren't allowed over the border until the playoffs. Then we could do it. Once, once we get to the final four, then it's, Oh, it's, it's fine now. But, and then now back to normal, obviously the schedule got shifted a little bit. Like what kind of, what kind of adjustments did you have to make over three years of dealing with this shit? It was, it was a lot more, it was a lot more like eye test gut related during all the COVID stuff because the models kind of got thrown out the window. Like the, the, the numbers would tell you one thing and, it, and you noticed like after about two months, two and a half months into the season, it was like this model, these models are good. 
they normally work, but they're, it's like we have to adjust them in some capacity because they're just not taking into account how fucked up this entire situation is with the, with COVID and no fans and no travel and weird divisions where you're not playing the teams that you would normally. So like the data that you would enter into these models that would kind of give you a nice little baseline and an understanding of like, okay, let me get an idea of like where we're going and how this is looking. It, it, it wasn't there, you know? So trying to adjust those models was a real, a real pain in the ass that like, <laughs> I, that I, I mean, there were probably guys smarter than me who were able to, to figure out, you know, the secret formula, so to speak, you know, and, and the special ingredients needed to kind of get the adjustments that they were looking for. And I really wasn't, I, it wasn't working for me. So it was a lot of watching hockey and like just going old school, you know, like, Sure. You want to go out to dinner tonight? No, I have to watch the Jer New Jersey Devils play the New York Islanders tonight. So, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Just to kind of get a feel for like what like what do these teams look like? How how are they looking? How are they playing? Just to kind of like go old school feel for for hockey. And so, I mean, and it's not like I don't watch hockey. I do. I watch it. I watch probably a lot more than I probably should. But um, to have that balance back, like you mentioned, like. Did we see, you know, good goaltenders rise to the top? Did we see teams with good lines, you know, solid top lines, maybe two lines like rise to the top? We did. Like it kind of, it kind of came back to normal this year, you know, like not all the way, but it's, it's so much, I don't want to say easier because it's never easy, but it was so much more like results you would look at and not be totally shocked yeah. by, you know, like that. The, the I, yeah, the eye test thing too checks out because I think everything, Nobody should ever do something. There's no absolutes in life, but in sports betting, especially like this is how I do it. And, you know, we talk about this all the time with edges drying up or changes to, I mean, even rule, major rule changes, equipment changes in sports and everything makes such a big difference. The transfer portal rules and college basketball have turned into an enormous pain in the ass for the beginning of the season mm -hmm. or, and the, a lot of those things you can turn on their head. It looks like this is going to be a mess. But then you realize, like, that's yeah, going to be a mess for the sports books, too. I think I I think I can figure something out here. And that eye test thing really rung true for me. Like, uh, with golf, I was not an eye test guy. I'm just really strong numbers um, yeah. to the point where, like, last – I think it was last fall, I was in the golf chat. I'm like, hey, did you guys know that Doug Gim is Asian? Like, it just – it wasn't <laughs> like a – it wasn't like a – it wasn't like a real, it's, you know, it's not a, 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 a an Asian name in my head, I guess. I'd never <laughs> seen, I'd, I'd never seen the guy on TV and he pops up and like, he's just, you know, oh. he's, and he's an American golfer, but he's, a, he's an Asian American, I guess. And they're like, have you never seen Doug Gim? I'm like, I don't really, I, I watch some golf, but I watch a lot of golf on the weekends. And he's not winning tournaments, you guys. They're like, they're like, all right, that's fair, that's fair. So right. they make I get shit about Doug Gim still, but like uh, the the when you don't have complete stats or you think the stats are going to lie to you, so you do need to spend yeah. a lot more time watching. And it comes down to the the doubles tournament. What are you going to call it? match the uh, the match play and then the team tournament where you don't get good stats like you normally would in golf. Because in match play, they're picking up balls when they concede holes. So you yeah. don't get actual stats. I'm like, I'm just going to have to watch a shitload of golf to actually tell you who's playing well or not. And the mm -hmm. same thing with the, the team tournaments. It's like, and I, yeah. after, after those, it got to thinking, I'm like, I need to watch it just a lot more golf in general. I think I picked up a lot of stuff here. Just the time is, commitment, the time commitment is, is heavy for a lot of that. I don't need to repeat all this, but same experience in the NBA. 
uh, data I had a very heavy data driven approach in 2019 and 2020 up until the bubble. The bubble mm-hmm. itself was an entirely different game because they were playing in a gym with no fans. Um, and so you had to watch to get under, to understand what was happening and how the game changed. Uh, and then similarly, like with no fans, offensive efficiencies that we saw in the NBA last year were unprecedented. Threes were going in at an impossibly high rate. Um, and you know, if you, you know, you had to have eyes on it to understand how to handicap it with the game effectively entirely changed. Um, yeah. And I feel like that made me a little bit better handicapper. I guess, did you pick up any, like, the, like, did you feel like returning to normal this year? Like you had picked up some tricks from a year where you spent maybe, a, you know, a, more of your effort doing it uh, kind of the old school grind? Uh, I think a little bit. Yeah. Like the one thing that was, the one thing that did stand out when, the NHL was playing in empty buildings, um, particularly in the playoffs. Well, regular season and playoffs, but like it was something that actually did stand out were the goalies. The goalies were a lot better, a lot better. It was mm-hmm. almost like you could you could sense and see that they felt like I'm just at practice. You know, like this is just a practice. Like there's just two teams in front of me, like that might have pennies on, and they're just playing, and I'm stopping pucks. Like the not to say that there wasn't pressure, particularly in the playoffs, but it's like hmm. if you've ever been in a – I'm not trying to compare sports, but if you've ever been in like a game six, game seven NHL playoff environment in that building, like when you're at home, it is the loudest, most intense thing I have ever seen as a sports fan, and I've been to a lot of sporting events. And it's just like – and you know that you can feel that, and those goalies feel it. And like that's why they're such weirdos, you know, because they have to be like – in order to tune that stuff out, right? Like you, you need to be like as calm, cool, and collected as possible. But like when the building is empty and you can hear guys talking to each other on the ice and you can kind of almost know what's coming before it's coming. That was the one thing that I noticed. Like it was a lot more, there were a lot of more unders that books didn't necessarily adjust to. I mean, they did eventually, but like early on you were like, we can hit a lot of unders. We can hit a lot of first period unders um, because these goalies are going to be locked in like immediately um and then you think like okay can they carry it over you know and some goalies were able to um like flurry's always kind of a beast but like jordan bennington who became sort of a superstar when the st louis blues won the cup he lost his job this year you know like so he he wasn't the same dude and you were like was he a product of the environment was he a product of the bubble and like you know like and he got hot and he got on a run but you know he and he can't sustain that under these normal circumstances, but you know, then he wins his job back and now the blues lead three, two against the wild. So yeah, like that was, that was the one thing that really stood out. Like those goaltenders, like you, you could tell, you could see a difference in those guys. Well, your penguins lit the lamp a second time looking pretty good that they're going to punch their ticket to round two. Um, And do you want us to to tell you when they score? Are you recording? Nope. I, I actually, there's TV is off. My phone is in another room. I'm like, we got to concentrate and focus. on. What I love it. Do. Okay. So the Penguins, let's assume that they did not, this is not a jinx. They, you know, they look good. Um, they do. Let's assume they move on. Is this, were they undervalued coming into this year because of the experience factor that that team brings to the table? And I would specifically like, because the guys that I thought of as true breakouts this year, young guys broke out, you know, just had incredible seasons. Um, you know, they're not struggling, but their team shirts certainly aren't like playing well around them. 
Um, and you know, Boston Matthews and the Maple Leafs may ultimately move on, but uh, you know, it, it's definitely hasn't been easy for them. Similarly, you know, Oilers you mentioned losing right now to the Kings. Like, um, yeah. is it was there a hard adjustment for some of these young players going from a regular season environment to a playoff environment? And how much does experience matter now in the playoffs? I think it. Well, I think it always matters. Like no matter what, it's going to matter, and you see it. I mean, you see it with the Pittsburgh Penguins. They were they were a slight underdog coming in. I think it was you know most books were like minus one fifteen, minus one hundred five. So it was close. It was tight. Um, but I feel like most people were picking the Rangers because they do have a fast team, they have a skilled team, and they have the Vezina Trophy winner. Igor Shesterkin will win the Vezina. That's just you can go ahead and lock that up. Um, and so I think you know couple that with the fact that the, I think we, I've had this conversation coming into every playoffs for like the last four years about the Penguins, you know, like with Sid and Gino and Latang, those guys have played together for like 16 years, which is an NHL <laughs> record amongst teammates. Like nobody's ever played together for that, for that period of time. But then they come in to the first round and they poop their pants. Like they've done it three straight years. The Islanders got them twice. Uh, the Rangers got them once. And they, they haven't won a playoff series in like four years, um, which is kind of wild. So, I do think they were undervalued. I do think you're seeing that experience play through because now they're playing. Let's not forget they're playing with their third string goaltender. Like Louis Domingue is in the net and he's doing a solid job. He's by no means stealing games or winning games for them. He's just, he's solid. He's doing what he needs to do. Um, and then the Penguins in front of him are doing the rest. Sidney Crosby has been the best player in the playoffs so far. This, this particular, like, I guess it's a handful of games, but nevertheless, he's been amazing. Um, so, yeah, I think they were undervalued, but like young dudes, like you're talking about, like Austin Matthews, you know, if, if it's not for McJesus, he, he's going to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mitch Marner, uh, his sidekick there had a fantastic year as well. And it's like, now they're up three, two against the two time defending champions. And it's like, but you still kind of, you're like, I just, I still need to see it. You know, like I need to see the Leafs actually close somebody out. They had the Habs 3-1 last year lost. They had the Bruins 3-2 in 2019 lost. So, and it's the same core group. Like the only dude they've really added was Tavares. So, you, and it's, it's the bolts. Like, and you're, they're not, they're by no means done. Now you got to go to Tampa Bay and try to do it again. So, I mean, they, I think, are on the cusp. Like a guy like Kirill Kaprizov in, in Minnesota, mm-hmm. that somebody helped that kid. Like Christ, Minnesota. <laughs> like they, <laughs> Minnesota has scored eleven goals in this series, and he has seven of them. Like somebody right. else helped this kid out. You know, he's twenty-four years old, and he's carrying this team on his back, and it's still not not enough because they're down three, two and it's not over like by any means, but now they got to go to St. Louis and win a game to force game seven. So um, I think the team that is struggling with their young guys is uh, the Calgary flames. Like they have one of those top lines that you were referring to earlier. Like it's, yeah. it's Gaudreau, Kachuk. Um, and they've just, they have been bottled up, but it's not for lack of trying. Like I went back and looked at it before this evening and I'm like, They've had to put a lot of sh- – they've put 41 shots on goal, lost. They put 29 shots on goal, lost. And then they put 54 shots on goal uh, last game, and they finally won. Um, but even then, it wasn't easy. <laughs> so yeah. um, so you think, like, are pucks going to start to go in? Um, you know, is that – like, they're going to be some regression to that mean? Like, Jake Ottinger can't continue to play 
like he's Patrick Waugh, can he? And so, I I mean, I've already put my money where my mouth is tonight. I bet them in the late game to win in regulation because I just – I don't think Dallas can sustain that. But, yeah, these young guys, yeah. like, they're sometimes like with Matthews and Marner, like they're there. They're this close. You know, there's guys like Kaprizov who have stepped up, but he's been the only dude to step up, you know. So – uh, and then the flames are, it's not for lack of trying, but it's like, come on boys, you know, like let's, let's get it going. So yeah, okay. it's like, it's still, it's still kind of a wait and see, you know, like how this is going to play out. Cause it's, there is still hockey to be played. We're going to see some game sevens. That's for sure. Like Toronto, Tampa up. game seven. I think so. <laughs> I think okay. so. I think. The I, let me ask you a quick that'll, question. That'll be so. I enjoy be awesome. watching. I, I'll be so awesome. Leafs fans. So awesome. The entirety of really, Canada is literally going to be like win, win or lose. That win. is an awesome. We all win. Yeah. <laughs> if the game seven happens, win or lose, we all win. What's um, what's, what's a shitty part of the? What's like the worst part of the arena to sit in? Is it behind the goal? I just uh, looked at. I just looked at uh, game seven tickets for St. Paul. It is kind of tough. You'd want to be at least on that corner. You know, like you want to at least be on the corner, kind of like where the, the line the is tunnel. behind the net, like behind the goalie crease. Yeah. Like you want to at least get there. You don't want to be like full on because then it's kind of tough. Like when the action comes down in front of you, you're kind of like doing one of these. Yeah, yeah. I don't want that. You don't want that. Okay. So um, speaking of Toronto, um, mm-hmm. I had low expectations for them, frankly. Um, I mean, looking- I, nobody would blame you. They had they, bottom half, the bottom third of the NHL defense and goaltending mm-hmm. in general over the balance of the season. It was all offense. That tends to be more difficult when the going gets tough in the playoffs. And yet here they are up three two. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that a fair characterization for Tampa? And are we still in an era where defense matters in the playoffs? You know, or is and and you know because honestly, like. I haven't really been impressed with any of the goalies <laughs> that I've seen so far uh, yeah. in these playoffs, at least any, any of the goalies in any of these meaningful series. So, um, it's, you know, it's, does, is, is it still defense first in the playoffs? Um, to some extent, yeah. Oh, but it's not like it's not like these. It just turns into a slugfest, you know, and it's quicksand instead of ice, and every game is going to end up two-one, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Leafs. I think the one thing we needed to see from the Leafs was guts. Like, can, do you have some balls? Can you actually do something when you have been pushed, you know, to the wall? And they did it. They did it last game. They were down 2 nothing after that first period. They looked like shit. And you kind of think, okay, here come the back-to-back defending champs. Like, this is, this is where this series turns. Um, and then Marner steps up. Matthews steps up. William Nylander stepped up. And that dude took a lot of shit prior to the game because there was a play and they replayed it a million times on hockey Twitter where like a puck goes into the corner. Leafs are down like two or three at the time. Mm-hmm. And Nylander's like, nah, fuck it. I'm not going in that corner. <laughs> like I'm not going in there because I'm going to get killed, you know, <laughs> but but I'm not even going to go in there to make a play. So, sure. but then he's, but like, so yeah, you're, you're waiting for the Leafs to have some guts, you know, and, and, and they showed a little bit of that the other night, but like, there's still some stats like Tampa Bay. They've only faced elimination one time in the last two years. And that's when they won. And that was against the Islanders in game seven of the Eastern conference semifinals. And like they're 16 and zero after a loss. Mm-hmm. The last I've seen that brought up. Oh, I don't even follow that many hockey. Accounts. I, mean, I saw that brought up like six times after, before and after the game. There's like, is this yeah. free money? Like what, what, it's like <laughs> the, the butterfly guy meme. 
That's I mean, so you asked me, like, are we going to game seven in Toronto? That's why I think so. Like, because again, it comes back to a couple of your earlier points. Like, does experience matter? Yes. Who has who has, you know, more than the Tampa Bay Lightning outside of maybe the Pittsburgh Penguins? So like that experience is there. Home ice is there. A Vezina winning goaltender who's won two cups, a 16 and 0 record after a loss. Right. Only facing elimination. This is the second time in two years. So like. I do. That's not a knock on the Leafs. It's just more of like props for Tampa Bay. Like, so okay. I, I do think we'll be headed back to. Toronto so for a game is seven. now the buy low on the on the Lightning if you think that experience comes or or yeah. was the was the lengthy season the back to back cups the fact that you played so deep into the summer last year and turned right around with another season is the fatigue finally going to cost them and this is sort of what we're seeing now that the. You know that that is the the deciding factor. I think it's yes and yes. I, okay. <laughs> before when I when I wrote up the yeah. my my predictions prior to the playoffs beginning, I had Leafs in seven. Okay. And so I kind of saw it playing out in this in this sort of fashion. Not to you know toot my own horn, but like <laughs> it, it did kind of feel like this this would be. I got the every played out. game score predicted right. It was just, like it it's was the moment of it, of it would Zen. be such a. Just such a fairy tale, man, for Toronto, you know, like to finally win that game seven, you know, like yeah. when when people kind of expect you to do it and to do it against a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, like this isn't the Montreal Canadiens, no offense to them, but this is this would be huge. Like this would be a huge, huge momentum builder and like a, a marker in the sand for this franchise, honestly, like, you know, and for those young kids like Marner and Matthews, like I, I feel like. That's how I feel it plays out. I feel like the Bolts win game six and then Toronto finds a way in game seven. But like to the defensive point, you know, I mentioned the Florida Panthers scoring over four goals a game, you know, in the regular season, first time since 96, they're now averaging 2.25 against the Washington Capitals. And that's not because the Caps have good goaltenders. Their goaltenders are trash. I mean, they're down, they're down right now. Are they really again? It's oh. it's, uh, it's one nothing intermission. Yeah, 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 it's, it's a lot, not, of, but I mean, lot of a lot of. But I mean, they, they went they went another first period but without still, scoring. Yeah. Exactly, like and it's yeah. Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek are the dudes who are playing goaltender for the Washington Capitals, and that's an eight ninety six save percentage, three point oh two goals against, nine oh eight save percentage, two point six seven goals against. That is mm-hmm. pedestrian and below pedestrian, and you have the most offensively gifted team we've seen since the mid nineties not be able to score goals so it's like it's just a question of like it is it going to click like is it going to happen for this team because it's not necessarily you know what washington's doing to them it's just like washington's heavy they're frustrating they'll hit you they'll slow the game down like they they they're a cup champion too like it's not like they don't know what they're doing so um that's i think the experience part like if you're looking for a team who was a heavy favorite that mm-hmm. now has inexperience like really rearing its head and catching up with them, it's the Florida Panthers. I think they're in trouble. Like, I don't, I think by no means are they a, a guarantee to win that series, even though they're minus 310 and the caps are plus 255. I'll t- I would take a little bit of caps at plus 255 for sure. Like, okay, because I don't think the Panthers are guaranteed of anything right now. All right. One of our loyal uh, listeners, Ah the Hef, brings up the point that I was going to but we might as well just jump right to it yeah so leaves the, the bracket plus thing. 270 to win the series but second favorite to win the cup i don't think they're plus 70 win the series um 
but they're the sec they're basically the second choice right now to lift the Stanley Cup after the Avs. The, the Toronto Maple Leafs. The, the Leafs are okay. currently yeah. Yeah, on the market, which is mind blowing. Um, mm-hmm. it feels like their path is substantially harder. Like they could potentially, you know, they you know, there's I just I just don't see it path wise that that uh, is a fair price for them, uh, just because of how you know how they'll be priced in the next couple series. Well, especially um, if, if Florida gets their shit together and it's if your path ends up being Florida, Carolina, Avalanche, like in in what world couldn't you parlay those series prices and get like ten to one? Yeah, mm-hmm. like six yeah. six seems silly. Well, yeah, I, right. well I let let's say let's say get the, everything comes up Toronto, and they make it to the finals. And the Avalanche drop one game to St. Louis and like two games in the fire in the conference finals. Like, what's that series price for Avs leaves? Leafs? I give it an I give it a V. Probably still Avs minus like one ninety. Yeah, no, you know that sounds right to me. Yeah, so that begs the question. You you could potentially continue to if you like the Leafs, if you feel like that's this is their they're putting something special together this year. Leafs year, as they say, every you year. You could Twitter. still, yeah, you can still probably catch more value going series by series than betting into this absurd, deflated. I, I wouldn't. Market. I I don't want any part of an Eastern Conference future. Like I just no, <laughs> I just don't like. If you even if you were like, oh, who would you throw a dart at or a flyer on? It's like, Christ, I don't know, man. Like, with there's Carolina, there's Toronto, there are the Penguins, there's potentially the the Bolts if they do beat Toronto. Like, the, and then there's Florida if they do get their shit together, like Andy mentioned. So like, I have no idea who's coming out of the East. I have I have no idea, but I do know Colorado's coming out of the West. Like that's that's happening. Like that would. I would be beyond beyond shocked if somebody beats Colorado in the West. Just I would have a hard the, the way both Minnesota and St. Louis have looked. If that's a grinded out seven game series, and the Avs are well rested, that seems like a not a walkover. But there's like you said, Minnesota's not getting offense from anywhere else besides our Russian, and I don't know. St. Louis is probably overperforming, and then they are. They'd be, they'd be a decent favorite to Calgary. Like they'll oh, yeah. they'll get they would get Avs would get Minnesota or or St. Louis in the in the next round, um, mm-hmm. and then potentially the you what, know the minus two eighty faves or more. I put it at like minus two forty, yeah. minus two fifty against either of those teams. I had them like yeah. one or two percentage points different, uh, Minnesota yeah. and St. Louis. So basically yeah. the same thing. So yeah, I think minus two forty, minus two fifty. Yeah, in the next round, and then and then how about against the Kings in the uh, Western Conference Finals? <laughs> well, this is what we're doing. Kings are taking. No, I, no, Kings I'm just, taking I'm, just I'm just messing. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I guess does Cal is Calgary come out of the bottom half? Of I that mean, draw? imagine a world where the Kings beat Edmonton and Dallas beats Calgary. Like, what the hell it's, are it's we even talking about? Laughing, laughing what I've seen so far in these playoffs, that is imaginable. <laughs> it is. It's very imaginable, right? And so, like. That that's why I'm saying like the Avs winning the Western Conference. I don't even care what the number is right now. If you haven't bet it, just go bet it. Just go yeah. bet it because it's coming yeah. in. Like it's yeah, this happening. Is, I, I I agree with that. Someone I even said think it's Stanley, minus, I even think, minus 115. I, there's some pluses out there. You, yeah, there's some good. pluses out there if you shop around. But the realistically, like it is set up. The West looks like it's set up for chaos to ensue. Minnesota going out. 
is chaotic. Right. Right. Like Minnesota was right. is, was meaningfully better than the Blues by everybody who they just did. Uh, they did all the right things this. at the trade deadline. Like they they fixed things. And now they still look like shit. Yeah, but I mean, I just, I mean, just, just, just every, every other good team in the West could, might not make round two, which would, all of that equity just spills directly into the abs pot. All right, now I got to shop. I'm a, if I, la- <laughs> if I, if I lag right now in the video, it's because I'm opening up 11 tabs at once. I have a shortcut. I mean, even if the favorites did win, even if Calgary beats Dallas, even if Edmonton beats LA. I mean, I don't care. Like, I still don't care. I mean, it's not going to change those numbers that drastically. Like, I get the name value of Dreisaitl and McDavid. But, like, as a team, no chance they beat Colorado in a seven-game series. I thought at the beginning that Calgary and Minnesota had the two best shots at at least pushing the Avs. Not even really beating them, but just pushing them. Like, giving giving them something to think about every once in a while. And, like... Yeah, Minnesota could lose tomorrow night and it's over. And we'll see tonight, you know, if, if Jake Ottinger makes another 85 saves up in the Saddle Dome and yeah. they take a 3-2 lead on Calgary. So, yeah, by any any way you slice it, Avalanche are coming out of the West. But the East is just – all those teams are like – they're so they're all so good and all so equal. Like there's just no – there's nothing that really you can point to to say like, well, this is what separates – the Leafs from everybody else. This is what separates the Pens from everybody else. Like, it just—it's not like that. I mean, the only team that had something like that going for them was Florida's offense, and it has vanished. It's now gone. Like, until it comes back, and they're losing as Andy meant. Like they're already down one nothing. So you'd think like, how about a little urgency here, boys? You know, like let's <laughs> let's get it going. And then they're down one one nothing. So. I like this climate then tonight, thinking we were going to see something after they got that uh, kind of safe yeah. death moment in Game Four, but it's not happening so far. I don't, I don't um, blame you, but it's just yeah. Okay. Is there anyone? Is there anyone who has a goalie that is got a, high, a a ceiling high enough that they could stand on their head for two months and win a cup? I think Jacob Jacob Markstrom could do that for okay. the Calgary Flames. Okay, um, I think that was one of the reason why. I thought the Flames could at least push Colorado because it, maybe he could steal one or two. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the Avs throw 54 shots on goal and he stops all but one, you know, and the Flames win 2-1, you know, that kind of that kind of deal. Um, I think he can do it. I don't think – like in the East, I don't think it's Jack Campbell. Um, I don't think it's Bobrovsky. It's definitely not Louis Domingue. I really hope Tristan Jari gets <laughs> healthy soon because that's going to be a total bummer if we got to like watch Louis Domingue play every other night. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's not Jonathan Quick. It's not Mike Smith. Mark Andre Fleury. Um, if he survives but, tomorrow, you know. But right, like, but again, like they're going to run into the buzzsaw that is that is Colorado. Like, yeah, and then so anti, you know, Auntie Ranta with Carolina. So. Short answer, no. Short answer, no. I don't. Okay. I don't really see it. Avalanche abs, it is. Um, it really is. Like it's. It's. I mean, I know we. Everybody has been saying that. Like this is the abs year. This is the abs year. But like, it's tough, man. Like you. You got to go through some shit. You know, to to like you got to in order to learn how to win, you got to experience some losses, and you got to yeah. some tough ones too. And, well, yeah, and it's been a forget, few years like, of the abs being like this is a top team in the West, but then right, you had. But, they, they do this weird, you know, let's create a rivalry bracket. 
and they got they got paired yeah. up in some pretty tough spots. It's like you know, this this first round matchup or the second round matchup should be the conference finals. Uh, a couple. I times. hate. Like, well, I hate the format, and I hate I, the I, weird I really format, hate the format that. Like, I hate the real format, and I hate I hated the made up format that they had. You know, with the bubble stuff, but like, in no in no way, shape, or form did anybody want to see the Vegas Golden Knights play the Colorado Avalanche when the Knights were at peak Knights power. You know, like when they were going and playing for the Stanley Cup um, against Tampa Bay, like in order to do that, they had to get past Colorado. So mm-hmm. and those two teams didn't even meet in the Western Conference final. They met in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. So like but but that, but to that point, Colorado has now been through it. You know, like they've experienced those playoff series. They've experienced the highs and the lows. They've gotten beat They've as an underdog and as a favorite. And so like. You now, and then you look at like the rest of the Western Conference, like the layout of of the bracket, and you go, "Okay, Colorado." Like, if yeah. not now, when? You know, if not now, when? So, plus, we didn't even mention they're through. Yeah, oh, they're, they're they're, they're resting, <laughs> and they're, honestly, they're, they were so clearly the one seed that they didn't even have to play a ton of very tough games down the home stretch. So, this is a team that has the freshest legs. They demolished um, Nashville, but like here, here's a here's a good stat remember for you. That first game, it was. Like I didn't. I thought the thing was felt broken. like it was. No, yeah, they, they had one tight game, and then they had one overtime game. It, one game went to OT, and they still won that, obviously. But going back to Calgary, and the reason why I think, like, not saying Calgary will win, but like that's the one team I think could could give them some trouble. Um, Calgary's expected goals for at five v five. When you get a little fancy with the stats, so you look at expected goals for at five v five. So no power plays. Mm-hmm. Um, Calgary is currently at sixty percent in that series versus Dallas and it's two, two, that's the identical number of the abs five V five expected goals for versus Nashville. And they swept Nashville. So that just goes to show you the type of defense and goaltending that Dallas is currently getting versus Calgary, which is why I feel like that's not sustainable for the stars that like the flames are going to, I hope by tonight, like take control of this series and ultimately win this thing. So you think uh, abs versus abs over wild in round two, or uh, yeah, or, well, or blues? Just, either way, I'm just giving yeah. Andy some hope that is game seven. They do have hope. Seven. I mean, it's not. I do think that's going to go seven as well. Uh, if flames I to... over flames over kings. We didn't even yeah. mention really anything about the Oilers. Oilers or Oilers. Next, Oilers, Oilers, Oilers worth the series bet at this point, or are the Kings just feeling themselves? Well, that's the that's actually the lowest uh, favorite number on the board. Like all these teams that are up three two have really big numbers like St. Louis is minus 280 right now against Minnesota yeah. up three, two, but LA is only like minus minus one seventy. So it's, okay. you know, books aren't necessarily okay. ready to put their confidence into the LA Kings just yet. Okay. So okay. I think that's going seven. I think Minnesota St. Louis is going seven. I do think Calgary and Dallas. I don't, I think Calgary's, I think tonight's the night. If it's not, then I'm going to be pissed and I'm, I'm wrong. I will admit I'm wrong, but I think tonight's the night for the Flames. Mm-hmm. As for Florida, not tonight. For I don't know, man. Yeah, like I, I want to see it before I even think about putting any money near them. For yeah, sure. Moments into the second period, they are down they're three, three, to three nothing now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, not great. Wow. I, yeah, it, it's yeah, only yeah, four yeah. minutes. Wow. Oh, she, oh, she and Schultz scored. Oh, she just bang, bang. bang, bang, bang. That's a person I um, know. Wow. Um, but yeah, admit, I, you know, Drew, I looked at. Game seven, game seven in Minnesota is on a Saturday night. 
and those tickets are going to be expensive anyway. And I'm just oh, reminded okay. that I have a fun run that day. Oh, oh, how about that? Um, <laughs> no, in fun, I'm not in fun run shape. This is <laughs> oh, I can't wait. You're to going to buy them. The 5K? Buy, the, buy the good ones. How, is it like a mile or a 5K? How long are you running on your fun run, Andy, for real? I don't know. 5K probably. Is it really 5K? You're going to run. When was the last time you run, ran 3.1 miles? 3.2. I believe it's 5K. <laughs> 3.1. I've ran a f- I've ran a few. I did a few warrior dashes back in the day. Honestly, I'm, running's like riding a bike. You just go. And if Nothing you don't like run I it, did it back in the day. That, that that's confidence on. That sounds like I know that the first warrior dash I did was like we got there and we're like, why are we at a ski resort? Oh, you gotta run up the ski hills. And this I'm like, well, this fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm tired already. Just swing it. But they had beer afterwards. So the fun run is an oxymoron. It's, it's not gonna be fun. The kids are in it. Whatever. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have fun and then I'll get drunk. But uh, well, yeah, I'll okay. watch the I'll watch the game. Game seven. That's my Saturday night plans. That's how confident I am in game six. I like it. Watching Thanks. game seven from the X. Honestly, I should talk to a wife about heading up. There's a really good bar next to the X mm-hmm. where I could spend probably as much as tickets would cost to, <laughs> <laughs> to get hammered on uh, two gingers. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me ask you then, uh, pivoting from hockey to the pitch, um, would you say you have similar or very different uh, processes, processes, um, ways of coming about uh, a handicap between those two sports? Um, similar. Yeah, okay. it's similar. Um, just using, using the data, using the models and then watching. Um, I mean, admittedly soccer, like betting on soccer is at least pretty new to me. Okay. Um, that's like 2018, 2019. So, um, it's still, it's still a work in progress with a bit of a learning curve there. And and like each, each league is different too. Like, I was you, I was just gonna ask, do you do any KHL or SHL or any of that or no, OHL? No well, way. I mean, because it, that's that's a good analog to this. Those leagues are different styles of hockey. Yes. And that's that's the biggest thing you hear about soccer is like what well, you can't approach the EPL the same way you approach Bundesliga. Like it's it's different soccer. That's true though. It, that is certainly true. And so like I, when I first started, I was, I was kind of spraying the board, you know what I mean? Thinking like, well, this is like a one size fits all sort of deal, you know? So I would be mm-hmm. betting like Syria and La Liga and, you know, I'm looking at games in France and I'm just, you know, and it was that. very quickly, I realized you need to fucking cut that out. Like that's enough of this because, you know, I'm not betting on that farmer's league in France anymore. No, thank you. Um, the Bundesliga, there's one good team. That's it. Everybody else is just kind of unpredictable. Um, La Liga is a little bit more like centrist. And then the Premier League is like kind of where I'm at. So, but the Premier League, it's gotten a lot sharper. It's, it's like in terms of like soccer leagues, they're like the NFL of soccer leagues in terms of like sharp lines, you know, like in terms, mm-hmm. you got to, but like you mentioned offshores a while back, like because of the state I live in, I still exist in the world, the murky world of offshores. So like, um, oh yeah. So, but they, but they allow you, me neither. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Can't imagine. I, I digress. Um, yeah. <laughs> you just, you, you can find, you can find more options to kind of like um, find value in, in some plays, but like, yeah, I've, I've pretty much honed it in on the premier league um, at this point with like a couple of teams. Like I found a couple of teams that I like to bet on, like 
There's a team in Portugal, Sporting uh, CP. Uh, they are unstoppable at home. They win every game 2-0 at home. So, like, if the line is minus one, minus one, two, five, minus one and a half, just blind take it because they're going to win 2 nothing. It's just – it's happening. So, like, little things like that. But, um, yeah, process is similar, but Premier League is – kind of where it's it's been dialed I'm, I'm trying to dial that in particularly with with city games man city games. do you have a team city city yeah what happened man what happened they're just allergic to the one it's gonna be funnier when they add they add holland and they do it again next year andy it's, don't speak that don't even manifest that into the world like that's not love, funny It'll like, happen once Pep's gone. Pep can't do it. It's it's Pep, funny. Listen, Pep is re-upping his contract. He's going to be there for another three to four years. It's a three-trophy team. Holland is on board, and they will obviously become so much more clinical in front of goal, which is what they need to do. Like they're they're so deep, and their their second eleven would probably finish third or fourth in the Premier League. That's not arrogance speaking. That's just like that's how deep this team is. And that's, well, nobody seems to want to finish fourth, so I'll give them fourth. Oh, tomorrow's <laughs> going to be fun, man, with Arsenal and uh, Spurs that, tomorrow. That's a huge. That basically game. decides it. Who's your Who's your team? Pretty close. That's that's huge. Uh, Gunners this year. I have some Gunners six to one to finish top four. So did you I, need tomorrow. I, I told need Dan. Tomorrow. I told yeah. Dan about this. I was reconciling uh, spreadsheets. Couldn't figure out why one account was off, and it had cashed a ticket early for me. You know, some places will cash like season win total tickets early. Oh, sure, uh, yeah. Brentford was even money to be the top promoted team out of, I mean, Norwich is going to be horrible, and it was just like, will Brentford finish ahead of Watford, kind of? And I'd, I'd bet a bunch yes. on that. And <laughs> so I'm... Soccer season's going good so far as far as futures because all my Crystal Palace to finish dead last haven't cashed yet. Yeah. So basically, Arsenal Arsenal can still shit the bed tomorrow. But I'm a, I'm a Not man. over yet. But I'm a win tomorrow for, I'm or for really a, a result. A result tomorrow for Arsenal would be wonderful. Out, outside of when City <laughs> played Liverpool about a month ago when they were within one point of each other and that game ended in a 2-2 draw at the Etihad, that was the biggest game of the year. This is yeah. tomorrow is the second biggest game of the year, honestly, yeah. with Spurs and Arsenal. And what's on the line in terms of finishing top four and, and everything that kind of comes along with that. Not that one if one team wins tomorrow, like it's a lock, but like obviously there's only, you know, there's only three games left. Um yeah. tomorrow being one of the three so, match days. We we call them correct. fixtures. Yeah, fixtures, fixture, match weeks, match, you know, match week thirty six. Match week thirty six. Yeah. Was any truth any truth that city Dumped that semi because they were a little afraid of facing Liverpool in the in the, in the final. No, no truth. Dude, okay. That was okay. true. Okay. There's there's losses. Are you just needling? <laughs> no, there's. I mean, Liverpool's there are losses. Been a, Liverpool's heartbreaking been a bit of a bugaboo. Liverpool's been a bit of a bugaboo for a city. That was it was beyond, like there it was beyond inexplicable. Like it was literally like there were fifty and sixty year old Italian men in the stands <laughs> crying weeping weeping tears as though their their nona had just passed away like and it was it was it was they real madrid did not have a shot on goal until those two balls went in and they went in within 88 seconds of each other like nobody had even been able to process the first one going in and then the second one goes in and it was like 
I mean, it That's was where you think your flash score is broken, like, oh, yeah, or, or at that point, you're like, yes. oh, no, VAR. Like, it was the just VAR such a shock, goal. just a shock to this. Like the commentator, I remember, the only thing I can remember, I think I blacked out for a minute, but like I, the, I heard the commentator say, you know, Manchester City look out. They look like a boxer out on their feet. They look as like they have seen a ghost, which yeah. was true because when it went to extra time, they had absolutely no chance of scoring. Yeah. Like even if they don't give up the penalty, um, they had no chance. Like it was just get the penalties and hope and just hope to hope for the best at this point because they were like, I mean, like I was mentioned, like there, there's there's losses, there's heartbreaking losses, and then there's what happened at the Bernabeu. <laughs> okay, on, on we'll, we'll move. We'll move on. We'll move. Well, past it's okay. Any, because, any hey, chance? Listen. Any chance City drops the Premier League? No. No. Right? No, no way. Not too after too, e- too easy. Too easy down the hutch. Okay. Yeah. They, uh, how about they, uh, they any chance? Uh, yeah, what's the what is the path for Arsenal to blow the six to one? Uh, lose, to lose tomorrow, and then, eight, and then another, and then another. F-O. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who, I don't know who the Gooners have after uh, tomorrow, but uh, I think it's pretty soft. They could get a draw. I know they play Everton uh, last game of the year. That's true. That's true. And Everton still, and Everton's good. That's going to be a tough game because Everton still might be in the relegation battle. But well, uh, let's talk about the relegation battle. Because okay, there's a team that. I took a position on at a price that I thought was silly and mostly because I read a funny tweet about them <laughs> and it's leads uh, to be oh. relegated. Uh, who, You're looking I don't good. even remember. I don't even remember. Yeah, they had a good day this. today. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, the tweet that I, uh, that I died laughing about was if it bleeds, it's leads. Yeah. <laughs> and then they presume presumptive, you know, they got their, um, their teeth kicked in two two matches in a row here now and are tied with Burnley uh, for the last relegation spot. Um, gun to head. You're looking good, Burnley. though. Okay. You're looking good because uh, Leeds is going down. Burnley and Everton both have a game in hand. So Burnley and Everton have okay. three games to play. Leeds have two. Um, okay. And I think, I mean, Everton is sort of in the clear now that they have 36 and the other two teams have 34. But so I, it's still going to be a battle though. Like that's why that Arsenal game at the end of the year is still going to be tough. But um, yeah, Burnley's got Spurs, Villa and Newcastle. That's not easy either. But again, like I think you're, I think you're, I think you're looking good. I mean, I can't say for sure, but like, I mean, talk about picking the worst time at like Leeds, in the first half of their last two games, picked up instant red card and had to yeah. play instant red two games yeah. in a row. Um, yeah, I mean, talk about you know shooting yourself in the foot. So, is that the yeah, best they, feeling in the world though when you've bet against a team? Oh, I was gonna say the, 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 the so. last the last soccer match that I didn't bet in just some you know donkey chalk parlay like I did today and yesterday. By the way, yesterday this and this is producer Dan's fault. I went looking for Eurovision prices and I'm using the search function on Bavada. And I, I run into this place where it's like, Hey, here's uh who was it? Pool, the pool match, the three La Liga matches, and then the Hiberian, like uh, Scotland or Ireland or whatever. It says, Hey, here's these five big matches today. And then there's 60 parlays built. It's like every, all five matches have over nine and a half or nine <laughs> cards or, or over uh, corners. Excuse me. It's like every match has over one and a half goals plus at least three corners in each half. It's like 18 to one. There's a million of these. And I was like, I'm going to pick what I like. And it, I mean, it was dead like immediately. So I ended up having to try to Martingale that back. But so literally the last match I think I bet in earnest was a Turkish match 
where that asshole he 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 had like the horror tackle 36 seconds in and they they throw the red card on him and then my team scores immediately it's my fa- it's my favorite probably my favorite thing in all of sports because there's there's nothing like it you can get a technic you can get two technicals in the nba they're just gonna put another guy in yeah it's yeah. true I, I can't think of so i don't know like we always talk about how punitive the uh uh defensive pass interference is i don't know if there's a more punitive penalty in all of sports than kicking a player a out. And, well not only and no card, replacement no, early, no, no early red oh, card yeah. like that you play 90 minutes down to, to, to 10 like that's just my favorite thing ever so and that's that's my league the turkish league. do you guys know it, what the rules are for relegation if Leeds and burnley finish tied with 34 points if they both lose out gold they differential. have to, gold differential it's yeah. gold differential okay Always. yes okay Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, and you're looking and that, good. You're looking, looking good. good. Oh, very good. <laughs> Shit, Leeds is, Leeds is giving up 77 goals this year? Yeah. That's horrifically bad. Go look, yeah. go look wow. at uh, Norwich. Norwich yeah. is a disaster. <laughs> an, an Absolute disaster. Like they, they might finish bottom half of the table next how did they year. Win, how did they win five matches? What the hell? It's um, a miracle. All right. It's a, <laughs> all right. Major um, but the, so the, the specialization thing. Yeah. Go, to, go back to that. Because... Like I said, mine is the Super League Turkish. I do like. I honestly like. It's not even a joke. I like that league because there are like the four or five good. Well, there's actually one more team from Istanbul that's not as good. But it's like you have the good Istanbul teams, and then the uh, the Dark Sea or whatever, and mm-hmm. then like the really shitty teams aren't that bad, but they're still bad enough where you do get these big mismatches. And there's always fun matches where you can find these. You know. You can find these big mismatches where it's like, man, the, the underdog's going to lose bad, but they're scoring today. So I've I've had some luck in that. And then when we give people advice and just in general in any sport, we say like, hey, find a prop market to get into or something. So you're not trying to just beat Major League Baseball sides the day of the game, an hour before first pitch. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe there's something to that in soccer too, a specialization. And it doesn't have to be like you fell into the EPL and you're having success there. But I think there's probably something to that, like find a league, figure out what kind of, what style of soccer they play and how things usually turn out between teams. And maybe you'll have a little more luck than just like yeah. you said, you spray the board on every league and you're probably going to have a bad time. Yeah. Oh, I did have a bad time. I learned very quickly. Like, don't <laughs> don't do that. Like, it doesn't that that that's not going to work. Like, your 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 approach to the Premier League is not going to work in Germany or in Italy or in Spain. Like, they're all they're all they have they have their quirks and they're unique and they're they're different. And these teams what are a different. Segue. Style of play is different. So, what yes. a segue. Yeah. How does how does Real Madrid match up against Liverpool for the Champions League final? And how do you go about handicapping a Champions League match <laughs> where you have a clash of styles? I still think that Manchester City and Liverpool are the two best teams on planet Earth. I don't think anybody – I don't think Bayern is, is in their category anymore. There's yeah. no Italian team that's in their category. Barca's down. Um, Atletico's not great. PSG. And then there's – PSG. Don't even no, don't even no not a chance. So yeah, they <laughs> that is a farmers league for sure. So, um, Real Madrid. I mean, it is it is literally all Kareem Benzema. Like I went back and kind of looked. It's crazy. You know, when we were coming on to be like, okay, so they got here like, and I wrote it down. So like, 
they played PSG, speaking of them, in the round of uh, 16. And in that first game, they lost 1-0. Messi missed a penalty in that game, which I had forgotten about until I went back and looked. But Real had three attempts on goal, and or three attempts, period, and none of them were on goal, right? Like, it was absolutely terrible. And then in the second leg, Benzema scores, and uh, they go on they go on to win. Then they blow out Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, right? Um, which was wild. And that was all Kareem Benzema. It was a Kareem Benzema hat trick. He hit the hat trick, right? Yeah. Yeah, he got a hat trick. So, like, I they killed Chelsea them there. <laughs> but it was wild because that. Andy was blue. Dude, yeah, I was not happy with that. <laughs> that return. That's leg, what bro. happens. It's, it's either they're like, hey, this is a it's good crazy. team who can hang with someone, or Benzema is going to take over and they'll beat anybody. So and there, there's like two results. And I don't know, like, you've got a good enough manager where what that would be the question for me is like, what does, you know, what is my guy who, man, best eyeglasses and no offense to yours. I love your glasses, but like, yeah, you're again, best eyeglass <laughs> game probably in the world. Oh, what is yeah. he what, like? What, what's the game plan to stop him? Um, well, you have an amazing back four and you have arguably the right. best center back in all of football, which is Virgil van Dyke. So, You've got a good partnership with with Maddop and Van Dyke, two dudes who have played together for a really long time. And again, Van Dyke's probably the best in the world at what he does. Um, They got an amazing holding midfielder uh, in Fabinho sitting in front of them. So like that back five combined with Allison behind them in net. I mean, it is it's literally one guy like Kareem Benzema has legitimately been the dude who has carried them to where they have gotten now. You could go, oh, well, what about Rodrigo? Like, he scored a huge goal uh, against Chelsea in that second leg. He was the guy who put both goals in against Manchester City in an 88-second span to win them the game, and then Benzema got the penalty an extra time. So, yes, I understand, like, Rodrigo has kind of been, like, the Robin to Benzema's Batman, but their their defense is the pro- – like, Real Madrid's defense is atrocious. Their back four is a nightmare. Um, and some of that's been injuries, but some of it has just been even when healthy, they're they're terrible. And I mean, City exploited them so badly. They Manchester City should have legitimately scored six to possibly seven goals in the first leg <laughs> against Real, like at the Etihad, that game that was wild. It finished four three. Um, mm. And again, it's all Benzema. He scored. He scored a penalty. Like he's he is. He has been absolutely spectacular. Like every every accolade that he has gotten this year is so well deserved. But they're they're Benzema, they're Benzema and ten guys. Whereas Liverpool is a complete team with Jurgen Klopp, who are tried and true, tested, battle tested amongst you know these European competitions and in the Premier League, which I feel is so much harder than what La Liga is. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would you would I would want I would want Liverpool. Yeah, like Liverpool, okay. but it's just the line is a little cool to lift the trophy. Yeah, it's, it's like a, minus two hundred almost. And okay, it's we'll, a little we'll fishy. Find some, we'll find some we'll find some parlay pieces. Well that, that's where I wonder too. Like yeah. if if they if they decide to, hey, our defense isn't good, uh the whole play it slow, you know, just bottle them up and then wait and maybe we we can steal an extra time that's you know what, what do. i don't want do to see because that's pool an ugly trophy, game to watch pool to lift the trophy benzema ags no i don't i don't think i don't think real is built to play that like that atletico madrid wouldn't is built work. to play that 
Like that's not yeah, it's not going to happen. Like it, they're gonna they're gonna come out and the, play football. They're gonna play the Benzema, game. but don't break defense. Oh, <laughs> oh. okay, okay. Never, let's delete here's it. a great here's that. a great segue. Another no beautiful swipe segue. It's almost like you you're Toronto bet. I'm betting that Benzema. Yes, plays for France. Question mark. <laughs> he was suspended <laughs> from the national team for a while there. Um, yeah. and honestly, like Some shady stuff. France kind of. Kind of underwhelmed at Euro. They mm-hmm. were a disappointment, maybe the most disappointing team at Euro. Um, and I kind of felt like Benzema didn't really have a ton of chemistry with those guys, and he was sort of the problem. Um, they does, don't like him. They don't like him, right? <laughs> they they don't like that guy. Don't like, like playing with. They're him. not friends. Um, yeah, like they're, they don't like him at all. It's like that guy that got. What is that uh, dude for that? There for farting. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny till it's not funny. It's, right. it's not funny, right? It's funny until yeah. you get a pink slip. Yeah, right. a pink eye. You know who wants pink eye? The, <laughs> um, the, uh, the, so what is ben, the Benzema question mark or just in general the state of the France team due to their uh, hopes to repeat as World Cup champions? Well, I mean, Lift he's their third cup? Uh, second. Well, recent second, I believe. Recent um, second, yeah. It'd be their yeah. third overall. Yeah, if, if we though, want right? to count like yeah. ones from the 50s. No, Zidane lifted the cup, what, didn't he, when it was in France? He lifted that guy with his head. That was the next year when it was in... Man, now I'm confused. I'm yeah, pretty sure France won one year. Anyway, I, I, think they've, I think they've got two World Cups. Do they get a third? And what? how does Benzema uh, fit into the puzzle? I don't think they get a third, but Benzema is absolutely fitting into that puzzle because... It's it's not like after the year he's had like he he has literally been the best player in the world like this year so he's of course going to be on the team but everybody again will still hate him like I mean if you don't know what Benzema was up to with that French national team and some of his teammates and like there's blackmail involved there's like women involved like it is, she got, she got <laughs> it is it is a thing man like yeah. it is a TV yeah. movie so waiting to happen so yeah they don't no I don't I don't think. Uh, I think there are some other teams who have surpassed France uh, in Europe. I mean, I, England is still the most talented team. Um, okay. Italy will will be back. Uh, Belgium is still completely loaded and stacked. And then you just throw the rest of the world into the mix. Like, that's when it just gets wild. Like, with Euros, you're like, okay, we can start to pinpoint, like, these great European teams, the good ones, and then who's going to kind of suffer. But, like... You start throwing South American teams and African teams and Asian teams into the mix, and then it just it becomes like a whole it just becomes a whole lot tougher to to handicap. It's it's funny how it comes full circle, Drew, because like I've said, my favorite thing about the NHL playoffs, besides the games, just like getting a game seven or two in the first round is so awesome. Just like I'll say, I don't even care who the teams are. I love a game seven in any sport. But you know, outside of that, the, like I mentioned, I love watching the the Toronto faithful lose their minds <laughs> when the, when the leaves eventually flame out, and it's always funny to me. It's the same thing with the World Cup and Euros, I guess. It's like the 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 rah rah, it's coming home, and then England doesn't win. Like that's yeah. probably my favorite part of World Cup and Euros is when England loses, suffering. Although, although they <laughs> suffering. You, do you guys know the song though? Like the "It's Coming Home" song. It's coming, yeah. It's like, coming that's a catchy home. Ass tune. It's coming home. I, yeah, it's like ninety six, uh, ninety six euros. That thing's been around home. for a while. It's coming. Hey, so um, uh, first of all, uh, we are. I'm officially a hockey mush. Uh, both, uh, both, both 
hockey um, game, both hockey contests being contested right now are very, very competitive. Neither oh, one yeah. is neither one is uh, is is over by a long stretch. Did you take the unders? Uh, no, I didn't. But we were. I was ready to send the Panthers pack and now the playoffs. It's three three. Um, and oh, then the wow. uh, yeah Penguins Rangers. I won't spoil it for you. You can go back and check it out yourself. But uh, it's okay. there you was a couple minutes. There was a couple minutes there that were. You know, shit. Shit was bananas. Are we two two? It's four three. It's four three Rangers. Four three Rangers. Yeah. Okay. The second. The second period. That's been crazy. Wow. Okay. Um, Hey, good for the Panthers though. Like they're good for the Panthers. Yeah. They're they're, not going. They're not giving up that easy. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Um, Andy, did you bet any World Cup futures? I have nothing. No, nothing pending. Nothing. Um, Italy. Italy to win the World Cup was my only one. I think that's not going to cash. It's, it might not get there. No, I didn't actually place that. I, I do think it's funny how like how a Dalkin team win the it Euros is. and then not make the fucking World Cup. You know what hey. they need to do? They need to find their way into CONCACAF. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I just a minute ago said this, Italy will be back, and they're not even like what? Am yeah. I this talking? is yeah. this is what I. Well, they'll be. Well, it we was, assumed you meant in, in five years, but well, it was them in Portugal that weren't one of the two wasn't one know, of them was going on. Yeah. That, that's like, what, wow. Okay. That's what bugs me. Was like we're at a point where. And I get it's there's a money involved, but like it's like we're at a point where Panama has a shot here to get into the World Cup, and it's like, but 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 we're leaving Italy or we're leaving Italy. Like, why are we doing this? What it, are we doing? You know, here, it's like guys? the Champions League. Yeah, they're not giving four spots to you know the Georgian League. They give the all the good spots. You know that's why England gets four in no matter what, and yes. they have another one in the playoff. Yeah. And like it should maybe we should just give two. To, or Serbia and Pol- Serbia and Poland got in somehow from Europe and Italy did not though. So it's, we can blame weird, it, some of this. System. We can blame Italy. We can blame and Italy. The, uh, I don't. I don't um, mind blaming Italy as well. As well yeah. But, no. Not at all. Not I feel. All. I okay. feel tied to them because of the. I mean, the the, the Euro final was electric. Yeah. I don't want to go yeah. super far down this road, but uh, you brought up uh, Van Dyke as the best center back in the world. Uh, obviously, plays for ne- Netherlands. It's a very Dutch name. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe the Duchess name I've heard in a while. Um, <laughs> the Dutch got a good draw. They're in yeah. Pot A. Oh, uh, we, and we we were we were Dutch and Portugal or Dutch and Belgium. Those were our squads. Yeah, for, last time uh, Euro, of the, all because of the draw. Yeah, yeah all because of the draw. Um, the Dutch are in a pot with Cutter, Ecuador, and Senegal. That sounds very winnable. Uh, yep. a, a winning group A, you would I then play guitar. who the the runner up in group B. I think that's how that works. Correct. Uh, yeah, group A winner plays group group B runner up. Who might be Team USA, presumably, unless yeah. we lose to Iran or whoever the UEFA Path A winner is. Um, how about not- Black Friday, England and the USA? Oh yeah, right on the on the uh, day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know. I didn't understand awesome. why everybody yeah. was so excited about like people who are legitimately U.S. national team fans are just jacked about that. I'm like, no, they're gonna kick the shit out of us. Like yeah. that's a, no, that's no, a no, really no. good team. Like it'll be fu- it's fun. But it'll be like, fun for everybody in America to have that day off and care about soccer. That'll be cool. Yeah, that, it's it'll fun to watch cool. it. But yeah. I mean, there's there's a non-zero chance that that is a germany brazil kind of thing where it's like oh my god we're down five nothing we are not going to be down five nothing i don't i, <laughs> I don't i don't know why the, i don't know the 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 rah-rah usa stuff kills me you just still, still have it coming home good. stuck in your head like you're still it's i don't liking i want england to lose always it's hilarious it's a it's at a good time it's 22 greenwich mean time so that's a good time for us right that'd be like primetime usa right or like at least middle of the day. Right. Yeah. 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 That'll be, that'll be sick. 
Okay. Um, all right. See how so those fucking limey bastards hold up in the heat. Do <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, the path. I mean, per personally, the path for um for the Dutch looks pretty damn decent. Uh, they're gonna presumably have to play Argentina in the quarterfinals. Argentina always chokes, so uh, yeah. I wouldn't even write them in at this point. Um, you know, any any other squads that uh, are worth kind of paying close attention to and trying to gauge form as we get closer to this tournament? Whew. Um, I don't really know. We have a handful of like friendlies to go, um, like some warm up matches in the summertime. I think that's like the last time these teams are allowed to get together before. Uh, the November December kickoff. So I don't. I think it's just as long as people don't get hurt. You know, like that's the biggest thing. Is like, are we going to yeah. lose anybody of great significance? Like, the last thing Belgium needs is like, you know, Kevin De Bruyne doing something terrible to his, you know, ankle or like, you know, like just things like that. Or like, like Belgium's you know, getting really general. They yeah. are like this is pretty much the last run with that group of group of guys. But. um no, I think you're right. It kind of, you got to go back and look at those draws and, and see like who 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 has who. Um, Cause yeah, I'd have to I'd have to click on it and bring it back up. But yeah, like to your point, the Netherlands like that's a that's a good that would be a good bet to come when out. Is of that the, when is the Women's World Cup? We had a lot of fun with that one too. Ooh, probably next like year. Next, next year? year, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 2023, I think. There was yeah, a there was an is when we did it. every African team has like a badass nickname. <laughs> and I remember like there was this one squad I, I bet a few times where they they were uh I think it was against oh. South Korea. I had some overs against them. So like, Andy uh, squad. real quick, uh with four minutes to go, Drew Holiday got his twenty first point. Uh, and it is a two point game in the garden. Oh, two it's, points it's, in the garden. Every casual NBA fan's worst opinion. Why don't they just start them tied with like three minutes left? Oh, I know. Because it always comes <laughs> down to it. But it's true. A lot of these games, it's like great. Oh, it's a fifteen-point game. But every great fourth quarter has been unsolvable in the NBA. Giannis um, just sick block on Horford. Oh, this is going. This is what, going Bucks. This what is are going we going Bucks way? Uh oh, it's well, coming home stop. to Milwaukee. I mean, it's, it's coming home. home. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Uh, I mean, just last kind of thought on the World Cup. I, I joked about you know those pasty pea eaters because they eat peas and potatoes and mushy food and never get any sun anyway. Like they have to go to a semi-hostile. It's still hot there in the summer or in the winter. Like oh. The, the yeah. fact that the so the fact that it's at a weird time right in the middle of uh, club league whatever you want to play and then also it's hotter than Dutch love down there like is that <laughs> is that bad for certain teams <laughs> I think it would be bad for most yeah I think it would be bad for most teams like in that in that regard but like Cutter says that they have built these stadiums like in the most state of the art way where like there's air conditioning and like even without like the roof, it's climate controlled and all this other nonsense. And it's like, well, yeah, I hope so because like thousands of people died building those stadiums. For yeah, they better so, be. like I yeah. hope they are air conditioned. Greg but... Norman apologized for that. Oh, he's he was uh, <laughs> a oh, God, I'm not even, yeah, I'm not no, even no, it's super be messed up. That. that was the worst quote I've seen in years. Yeah. I want, and I do want. Slave labor is go. never funny if you're watching. No, and I, I wonder <laughs> how that's going to go not, though, because I went, funny. I went to a game in uh, Arizona, a Diamondbacks game, 
in the you know the absolute heat of summer where it was it was 112 out and cool. i tell my wife i'm like the the baseball dry game, heat. that's what you said well, right? well it is it was a dry heat it was still hot it sucked <laughs> but i said when we get into the stadium it's 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 covered it'll be cooler it was not like it's still <laughs> it, it's one thing to have a house with some shade and have a big central air thing it's another to try to cool off an arena of that size with that many people in it like it was still 85 damn degrees in that place like it wasn't comfortable and i i really don't think they have like maybe they just have enough oil money they can make it work but hmm. maybe. so i doubt it from yeah, that one experience like, i had feels like maybe i need to look harder at brazil but that seems like a team that seems like a team that's it's in their summertime or teams maybe, with a good bench teams with a good bench with good bench. Okay. So are they, can, are they still giving them the, the extra side. sub? Yeah. Remember the we added subs because of the virus. Like, remember the is that still a thing mm-hmm. where you get a fifth sub? I mean, they had it in uh, Champions League where you had five subs, but you didn't get five in the Premier League. They still kept that to three. So I'm not actually sure what uh, FIFA. I would. I hope so because it's super hot. I would also think that they would err on the side of caution. They would be like, we're going to go five subs because it's 200 degrees outside. It seems smart. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Well, let's, let's not speculate any more than this, but I love talking a little bit of world cup action and appreciate all the insight. Um, I'll let you go. Enjoy the final frame. You still got uh, 10 minutes left in your, in your pens game. See if they can, uh, see if they can come back and get to um, OT here. Yeah. Get to OT. Why not? Um, best of luck to you on Flames. Thank you. In, uh, flames uh, in reg. Yes, flames in reg tonight. Tonight, all yeah. Right. Let's get. Let's go, Flames. And then, uh, best of all, luck to all of us who are now Avalanche. Uh, um, we are all. Abs. We are all part. We are all. Yeah, we are all out. I did right? make an Avalanche bet during the podcast. So. <laughs> good job. It's good. You're good a guy fifty to one, huh? Oof, man, right. Bucks, Bucks, just a brutal sequence. Couldn't get it to fall. I don't know. Now I need him just to cover. Come on, guys. we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. All yeah, right, Spitty, appreciate your time. Go enjoy the rest of the hockey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, Thanks appreciate it, man. man. And yeah, and for Thanks, sure, check check Spitty out at NHL Picks Two. That's all one. That's all one uh, one word. Uh, anything else you'd like to let people know about to check out your work? No, I'm good. Thanks for having me, though. This was fun. It's good to talk uh, some hockey and some soccer here. So. Fun times. Awesome, man. Well, appreciate it. Great work by you. And uh, Dan, let's set the music. What did you get? Five and a half? Yes, I had five and a half. It's going to come down to it. It's going to come down to it. Morford just got the tip dunk. Two minutes remaining. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be tip dunk. I'm going to give.